Welcome back to another episode of an Empowered You, the podcast. I am just getting back from my worksheet retreat with Iyanla, a Fix Your Life uh, workshop that I attended this past weekend in Boone, North Carolina. It was at the Arts of Living Retreat Center in North Carolina. And if you don't know who Iyanla is, she's best known for being on Oprah, her Fix Your Life reality show. And she has now taken that and formed it into an event. And I attended. It was, you know, I now know that nothing in life is truly a coincidence and that when it's your time to learn something or when you're, when it's your time to explore and dig deeper, the signs are all around you and sometimes they fall into your lap. And this experience definitely fell into my lap and was nothing that I expected it to be. I've done a few workshops along, along my life and, you know, from Tony Robbins to, um, you know, different healing sessions and different, um, exploring different spiritual walks and just learning as much as I possibly can learn. You know, I grew up in a Muslim household and we're taught and educated based on our beliefs and our parents' beliefs and so on and so forth. So, This episode will be about my experience briefly because I'm not really called to share what happened in such a sacred space. It's something that is sacred for that space and for us personally, but definitely some lessons, some tools that I took away in the hopes to help you stay empowered through everything that is going on in our lives right now. So are you ready? Let's go. From struggle to purpose, fighting through the curses. You are now listening to Dodging the Surface, but nobody noticed. And empowered you. My name is Rhonda Karan, and I am obsessed with everything marketing and bringing the magic sauce back to your life. I'm a mom of three, serial entrepreneur, and have turned a mess into a beautiful message. I am here to empower you through education, celebration, and falling in love with the person that matters the most, and that is you. No shy talk, straight, raw, real, and uncomfortable topics that empower you in life and in business. A safe space for you to grow, heal, and be the best version of yourself. Get comfortable, pull up a seat, and get ready to be challenged and empowered Life while you learn. Easy, struggle to purpose, gotta fight through all the curses. Touching the surface, but nobody This is an Empowered You podcast. So I'm getting ready to embark on my 43rd birthday. I've been living for 43 years. I have three incredible daughters and I'm going to be a grandma. So I am 
living in what I feel is my calling and my destiny. I love empowering women. I love helping women. I love positioning them in a place to make them get greater. And some of the times I don't even realize I'm doing that. I've been told that because of a podcast or because of a video or because of so- of a song or, you know, something that I've presented, it's really helped transform a person's life. And for me, there's no greater joy. Like I truly love and enjoy doing this. And, you know, as I'm getting ready to enter my 43rd birthday, I'm always in a healing form. I've been through a lot of childhood emotional neglect. I've been through physical, emotional, and mental abuse growing up and in my relationships as well. So, and I lived that for so many decades of my life. So it, it's, you know, that's my story and it has led me to this forever journey of healing, forever journey of growing, forever journey of learning and just opening my eyes. My relationship with God has always been there. It's transitioned, you know, over the time growing up in a Palestinian household meant that I was Muslim and in the Muslim culture, it's one of the most beautiful uh, religions. It, you know, the women are you know, they have a choice to cover from head to toe. When you enter the masjid, you are covered from head to toe. You know, before you commence prayer, you are, you know, to cleanse your, your body and your mind in a certain way using water and just lots of different things that never really felt right. You know, with, with me, I'm all about the feels and if it just doesn't feel right, it always leaves me with so much more questions and so much more digging. Um, so through the years, I've dabbled with, you know, of course, growing up culturally in a Muslim Palestinian household in a very religious household where almost everything was haram, which means against God's will. And that meant, you know, having friends and having boyfriends and being sexually active and just lots of restrictions on your life and what you can do. And most of the things that you wanted to do, you couldn't do because it was against God's will. So, you know, that really didn't work out for me. And like I said, I always believed in God, but as I moved on and as I got older, I, you know, started to search and I would search in different areas and You know, that's where Christianity came into play for me at one point because I really connected with the spirit in a way that I had never connected before. And I really was just touched and moved, you know, and, and, you know, by the Holy Spirit in a way that I just, you know, it's unexplainable. If you've been through it, if you've experienced it, you know, for me, it was just this like this overwhelming sense of calmness and stillness and clarity and just, you know, a space where I felt I can be as I am without judgment, without, you know, shame. And um, dabbled in that for a little while. And, you know, my spiritual journey just always stayed on the fact that I believed in God. I believed in God. I believed in a higher force. I believed that I was connected to God in a way, and then became, you know, began my journey of just exterior improvement a lot, where it was like, you know, self-love, self-improvement, self-awareness, but I really slipped from the spiritual element because I was more 
focused on exterior, you know, still believing in God, still, you know, thanking God from time to time or, you know, asking God for guidance when I would get in, in trouble, but never really taking the time to truly be still and to truly connect with God on a level that I, I wouldn't say I don't, you know, I didn't think existed, but just a level that maybe I wasn't even ready to enter into because I just, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable and there's lots of work that shows up in that space and there's lots of people that confront you in that space, but they confront you in the same way that you confront others. And that might not be always the best way. So I embark on this beautiful journey and I'm on my way to Boone, North Carolina and I'm taking the family. We're doing a road trip. I have this entire game plan of what I'm doing, where I'm stopping, the activities we're doing, the different Airbnbs and attractions that we're staying at. And then I get into this argument with Jazz, my beautiful teenager, and that completely shifted the direction of like who I was taking. And it was clear to me that I needed to go by myself and that I needed to embark on this um, journey by myself with no attachments, with no, um, with just like a complete shutdown mode to everything that exists outside of me, myself, and I. So... I'm going to North Carolina alone and, you know, it was fearful. I haven't traveled by myself for a while. This pandemic has halted so many travel, um, you know, plans we had amongst other things. And, you know, now I'm on a flight. I'm taking a flight to Boone. I had already rented a three bedroom Airbnb. I want to say it's like a little bit of magic. It's in the middle of North Carolina, it literally feels like you're waking up inside of a tree. Um, it's just gorgeous. It's quiet. It's serene. It's, you know, the way the family has put this home together. And it, it was just it, just a home that I was really attracted to. And that was months ago before even knowing that I was embarking on this trip by myself. So I finally get to um to Boone and the entire experience from start to finish was magical from the experience with the flight attendants to my flight um although we were delayed by 30 minutes actually going I didn't even put any emphasis in it I got some work done on the plane I knew that I was shutting down for the next five days and I wanted to make sure that I responded to, you know, emails that couldn't wait, text messages that couldn't wait. And I sent myself to just turn everything off afterwards and just really be one and be present with the space that I occupied each moment of this trip. So I land in Boone. I'm supposed to go to another car rental place, but the line is like around the corner. I wind up going with Enterprise and I wind up getting like 
an awesome upgrade for the same price that I had already paid, you know, that I had already been reserved with the other um, car place. And I'm now in, in the new Audi uh, truck and the experience was just divine like literally the trip the, the experience with the gentleman at the counter to the experience that the ladies that checked the car when you're going out everything is just aligned no nothing's forced it just all feels so amazing mind you the air in north carolina and the out and and just the humidity which is was non-existent and the the, the smell was just completely different like i, I can't explain it and we finally arrive, um, I finally arrive to, um, a place where I sit and I eat and I have some good old Southern cuisine for $7 with a drink. So this Miami gal is used to, you know, getting lunch, 25, 25, 20, $25 if you're eating out in Miami. So I'm already zooming, having a good time. So now I'm ready to go. I get on the highway. I have my playlist. It includes a little bit of everything. Some, you know, beautiful chorus, some Thames, some DJ Khaled, some Meek Mill, some Cardi B. Your girl loves all different types of genres of music. So a very versatile music list. And in my mind, it's like, okay, this is a Zen weekend and I'm ready to just live my life, no kids, you know, the Audi has a complete uh, panoramic sunroof going on, and I, you know, take a few pulls of a, a joint right before I pull off, I'm sitting in my car, I take a few pulls of a joint, I wrap it up, and I get on the highway and I start driving, and I getting on the highway i'm living my life the music is blasting i literally feel like i literally put my in my mindset that i'm this just like woman that has no responsibilities no care or regard for anything and i'm just doing what i enjoy and it's listening to music and driving my behind on the highway and little behold do i know that you know you don't really when you're in new cars not that i didn't know but i wasn't really paying attention right um I hit like 96 in this car and I'm sure I went more. Um, but long story short, I get pulled over. I get a ticket. Um, he smells the marijuana in the car and he asks, I answer. I'm an advocate for cannabis. I'm licensed in the state of Florida. This is my medicine. Um, he gives me a ticket. I go on my merry way. He, you know, expresses to me that it's still not a federally regulated, um, drug, therefore that I'm not supposed to have it on me. And, you know, long story short, I, I go on, I get a ticket, I'm ready to embark on my experience. As I'm driving away from the police officer, I just become clear that I know better. I know better than to be speeding, I know better than to be consuming cannabis in a vehicle. I know better, right? And it all goes down to slow down, pay attention, follow directions. And so instead of getting in a sour place, I put it behind me. I have a ticket. I'll deal with it when I get back to Miami. And I 
take the next day, take the next few hours to indulge in massage services and, you know, foot scrubs and all this material stuff of what I think I spiritually need to unwind, even though the experience was amazing. It, it, there was there's still just been this really heavy, overwhelming feeling in my soul of just not feeling enough in certain areas, but from other people's perception. It's like the mom, the business leader, the employer, the coach, the strategist, the chef, the driver, the, you know, volunteer, the philanthropist, the, all this stuff. And as I get ready to embark on my 43rd birthday, it just, there's, there's something that's been lingering in the air and I haven't been able to, to figure it out. And I go, I have this beautiful experience, zip lining, ATV riding, um, the next day on Friday, the workshop starts Friday night. And I just take a moment to just really be present and each and every interaction, each and every place that I showed up in, I made sure to be present. My phone was nowhere around. I logged out of all social account and I was really just present for once in my life in a very long time because I've just been consumed with everything and this pandemic has hit us all hard. So Friday night, we we begin the workshop and Iyanla has us pick a principal for the weekend. Um, so we don't have name tags. We have a principal and we are to pick up the name tag and there is a principal on the name tag. Um, and the principal also, there was like four other people that may have gotten the same principal. And on the tag, it has the name of the workshop. And then in the middle, my principal, which was integrity. And at the end, it's I am as God created me to be. And this, um, this badge was taken from us every day. And multiple people lost the badge, multiple people misplaced the words, multiple people grabbed the wrong color. And it just was like a reminder that what we were being taught was to be still, pay attention, follow directions. And, you know, she opens it up with meditation. She goes into some of the workshops, what we're going to be doing. She gets into the different sacred spaces that she created within the first, you know, within the workshop as a whole. She She's clear with us that if we came to this workshop thinking that she was going to give us the answers that we needed to be better and to heal, that we could leave because the answer is us. And a lot of people did leave. A lot of people did not return the next day. And, um, you know, she warned us that, not warned us, but advised us that what we were getting into was some next level shit. And if we really allow spirit to move in us, this can really be a life-changing experience. And it's going to be tough. And for some, some it might not be at all. But for those that just have so much more healing to do, it can get tough. And it's going to be a lot to process. And so we go through these series. We, you know, Friday I attend, Saturday I attend. Um, you know, I we, we break out in different sessions and I may cry here and there during a session. But there just there just wasn't that like 
real deep connection that I was searching for. And that could be because my ego was getting in the way of a lot of it. And this facade of I'm good, like I'm good, like I empower women, like I do this, like ego, ego, ego. There was also this one woman that is part of her squad that just kept rubbing me the wrong way. She didn't even say two words to to me. That was what was crazy. Like she didn't say two words to me, but like her, her spirit annoyed me. And I, I didn't understand it. And I'm like, why is this lady annoying me so much? I haven't even said two words to her. And she was she was one that was like called out by other women for being mean. And I'm like, okay, this lady's just whatever, right? So the second at the end of the second night, we're called to pray for each other. And I love to pray for other women. And I do, and I pray for a few women. And all of a sudden there's this like fixation in my mind that like I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the restroom. It's the time of the month. I just fixate on that. And Right before the session ended, I go to the side doors to run out and use the bathroom. And this young woman stops me. And it's the same woman that I said has rubbed me the wrong way. She stops me and I'm now um, being told that why would I, you know, walking away from this spiritual moment, this time, this such, such a, such a divine time to be able to pray for other women and I'm just up and like running to the bathroom is it that you know is it that deep that I can't wait for the session to be over to go to the bathroom and I was like no I just have to go to the bathroom and she's like looking at me and then she just like dismissed me and I'm like what so I'm like did you really just dismiss me and then I walked off because I'm like okay Rhonda Let's just walk off. This is not the place for you to try to get Brooklyn on people or try to involve your ego. So I walk away. Um, as I come back from the door, she grabs my hands and she says, you know, listen, I, I don't mean to dismiss you. And, you know, she goes into saying you're the type of person that a lot of people are just intimidated by. And a lot of people won't really stand up to you because they're scared of you and you put fear in a lot of people's hearts and i'm like who's this lady like just telling me all this stuff about myself and she's like your principles integrity and and you know although you know you say the right things you're beautiful well put together i'm just unsure as just how the internal integrity is working out and it's not intentional but you are just really unaware and you have so much work to do and I'm like, here's this stranger just like telling me stuff about me. Um, mind you, I didn't ask for her to tell me this. So I just sat with it for a while and it felt real. It felt real. It felt like some, it was something that I needed to hear. Um, it led to um, me going back to the house that night and crying and journaling and um, just being more vulnerable about what was going on around me and being more vulnerable to the areas that I just really still needed to work on. And I needed to dig deeper and, and do the work. And, you know, one thing that kept coming up to me that was clear is that like, for me, integrity is, 
you know, it's not what you say is what you do. And there are times in my life where I've gone back on something that I um, I say I'm going to do because either A, the other person that I'm doing it with, you know, gave off a story or gave off their trauma or gave off, um, you know, this attitude toward me that I wasn't cool with. And then I would change my mind and I would back out of deals. I would back out of things that, you know, I said I was going to do. It's like, you know, your character and what God gives you is yours. And if you make a commitment to a person or to a situation, no matter how that situation or that person plays out, it's really important to honor your word along the way. And I start to just be really vulnerable with my feelings and, you know, and on top of all that, it's the time of the month. So I'm, you know, the next day I, I was under the impression that we were getting up to be there at seven. So I, I thought I was missing out on the seven session. I just didn't feel like even facing whatever today was because I knew that whatever work I did on that Sunday was the real work, was what was where I needed to, not needed to be on Friday. It kind of always takes a situation or a person or a sign to help you see and shift your perspective. But for me, it's the first two days, I wouldn't say were wasted, but it I was really vulnerable on day three. And I was ready to show up in a way that I wasn't even sure what that was. And that Sunday was ceremony day. And that Sunday is the day that changed my will change my life forever. Um, it's a, such a beautiful spiritual awakening. There were so many um, visions. There were so many um, lessons. There were my spirit was lifted in ways I had forgotten. I had forgotten that one of the most important relationships in this world is the relationship that you have to source and whatever that looks like for you, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whether it's a Buddha, whether it's Allah, whether it's, you know, um, Christ, whatever, whether it's Mary, whatever, whatever spirits, instances, whatever works for you, but that connection with source is it. I am as God created me to be. I am enough. And one of the biggest challenges, and like I said, I won't get into deep into her practices or, you know, what really transpired behind those walls in that sacred space, because those are all divine things that happen to the people in that space. And I don't feel like I'm the one that needs to repeat that. But I will tell you right now that my life is forever changed. And one of the things that I am clear on is there's signs all around us. And, um, you know, I had got back to the, we went to eat on Sunday and I took some of the girls into downtown Boone and we had we got to experience some amazing southern cuisine from Pardon, which was some of the best food I've ever had. Every food experience in Boone was amazing. And we got back to the apartment, to the house, and, you know, I'm sitting on the patio. I'm talking to Nadia, um, a queen I met during this experience as well. And there's this bug that looks like a leaf and the name of the bug I now know is Caddy did. And, um, I go back in the house and I'm raving about this bug and, um, 
And the uh, another lady that I met during this experience, Tina, tells me, search what, you know, what's a bug that has an, you know, green leaf um, exterior. So I, I Google it and... And I pull up the general meaning of a caddy did and its origins. And then Tina says to me, give me your phone. And she Googles, what is this spiritual meaning of a caddy did? And I'm like, wow, interesting. I made a mental note of that. I was like, she does something new to me. I've never done that. And it says, a caddy did teaches attunement to new vibrations and will aid in heightening intuition, sensitivity, and awareness. Caddy did will aid in strengthening senses and perceptions of the seen and unseen. So whatever transformation stage you cure in will be a time to be aware mentally and spiritually sharp. So it's a time to just be, become mentally and spiritually sharp. And I see this bug and I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming to the bug. Nadia was so fearful of the bug. She didn't want to go nowhere near it. And then I'm t learning that there is now these spiritual meanings behind insects that are coming at me and that I'm realizing that these insects are in my presence. And it, it was just a mental note. Okay, I need to start to research what spiritual meanings of certain things that come in my path that I'm just not, I've never really took notice of before from that specific perspective. So I guess how I can wrap this up is just, it's so important for us as women, as humans to follow our intuitions and to follow those nudges and to pay attention to the signs that are around us. There are so many answers and visions all around us, but because we are always operating at the speed of needing to make a certain amount of money, reading, needing to achieve certain materialistic goals that we just need to always be in a go, 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 go mindset. And I'm here to tell you that that mindset for me has expired. I take time to truly listen to how I'm feeling and to just be still enough to work everything around that. So my meditation, my stretching, my walking, my listening to my body when I am in overdrive and doing a certain exercise that is just not fit for my body any longer. You know, these intense workouts for me just don't work out no more. And it's just really important for me to always slow down, slow down and appreciate the moments that we have right now right this second, the beautiful blessings that we have all around us because there is this divine connection. We are all a kingdom, a force, a magnet of like. I'm the most powerful fucking person in this room, but you are also the most powerful person in this room. And as, as many people can truly believe that, 
is what we create, what we ultimately create in this beautiful universe of ours, in this beautiful world of ours. If you notice when we are going through a pandemic or when there is war in our countries or when there is something happening that just really brings people together and there's just so much hate and turmoil and anger and jealousy that's all around us because we are all one. I am as God created me to be. And we are one force of whatever we choose to create for our lives. And if we don't let go of all of the material expectations that we have on these on this world, on what we think is going to take for us to be happy, or you know, on in in areas that we are trying to achieve in business and in life. And I can tell you right now, friends that none of it matters. Sorry to bust your bubble, but none of it matters. Yes, it's important to have dreams and aspirations and goals and to do things that you truly love to do. You shouldn't be in any situation that you don't genuinely, that doesn't genuinely bring you joy and love and, you know, and, and help you gain something in your life. But it's just so important for you to realize that the most special thing you can give yourself is the presence, the presence of presence in your life, your life, and the lives of the people that you come across, whether it's the person in the parking garage or the person in the grocery store or the person that cuts you off in traffic or your partner, your loved ones, anyone, give them the gift of presence. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is put your phone down. We spend so much time scrolling. We spend so much time comparing. We spend so much time judging. We spend so much time trying to tell people who we think they are, that we get lost in the process. We forget who we are. So I want to empower you today, and I want I want to encourage you to slow down. Pay attention, follow directions. The signs are all around you. The next day as I was getting ready to wrap up my my trip in Boone, I went up to a park all the way up in the mountains and I wanted to sit and I wanted to go through this ritual, this, 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 you know, practice that Iyanla taught us, um, through just igniting the light into your mind, body, and soul each and every day. And there was this bumblebee that just kept like coming around me. And mind you, it just went through that experience where I learned how to, you know, the spiritual meaning of the caddy did. So that was in the back of my head. And, you know, the bee kind of got really close to my, to my nose and I really just wanted to be still, right? But then, you know, fear came in me and I found myself shooing it away and I closed the door and I grabbed my phone and I Google, what's the spiritual meaning of a bee? And (laughs) this excites me, right? The bee symbolizes community, brightness, and personal power. Follow the bee to discover your new destination, history, The ancient Druids saw the bee as symbolizing the sun, the goddess, celebration, and community. And I was just like, wow. 
like i have no words like yesterday i'm in the patio you know i'm confronted with a cat he did and you know that talks about transformation and being in tune and you know to to get ready to embark and being more aware uh, mentally and spiritually sharp and all i can all that comes to mind is immense gratitude immense gratitude for for being awoken to this new found power in my soul um to knowing that i am the most powerful person in any room that i walk into that i am enough and i am as god created me to be and what i love is that i got so many incredible visions for an empowered you 2022 and every year for the past 5 years i've allowed someone else to take creative control of something that was that i wanted to build for me because i didn't feel like i was enough but when i tell you on march 5th 2022 at miami ironside divine rising is the theme and we'll have panels and performances and an experience that is going to change lives and that is what i've been called to do and as we get ready on my birthday i'm getting ready to launch one of the biggest projects that i've been working on for over a year and as i get ready to embark on my 43rd birthday i want to empower you I want to empower you to find you to define those divine experiences to be spiritually awakened to all the greatness that God the universe has for your life. This one life, friend, I say this all the time, friends. This one life, it's meant to be lived and no matter what your story is, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you come from, the transformation is real. It's there. It's available. You just got to want it. You just got to want it and you just got to follow your heart and follow those nudges and follow that intuition of yours that's guiding you along the way and keep asking God for the clarity that you need because I believe in you and I know you got this and I know the best is yet to come but the best is right now and we will always be faced with challenges in the midst of the best. But the greatest joys and the greatest experiences of life is how you bounce back from those moments. How do you react to someone else's trauma and how you become the best version of yourself by just being you, just being who God created you to be and letting go of everything else. So my friends, this was a really deep, passionate um, show for me today. And I just really felt nudge to come on here and share my experience with you all from a much different perspective and just let you know that we're going to keep this show going we're going to keep my ig lives going we're going to keep our dinners and the conferences going and we're going to keep empowering you to live your best life i encourage you to research your ancestors and learn more guide you know say this out loud like guide me spirit on this next journey help me find the answers that i'm looking for Ask for the things that you want to receive. Transformation will be a consistent message if you allow it to. I'm believing, I'm hoping that you feel your way through this life of ours one breath at a time. Cheers to an empowered you.